Hi, it's Shin. It's Riri. And thanks for joining us on Dates with Shin and Riri. First of all, welcome to Dates with Shin and Riri. Yo, man. The first official guest on yeah, our podcast. Yeah, wow, that's crazy. Except uh, Riri's not here. Yep, just saw her. <laughs> She's uh, doing work in the kicked other room. Kicked her out, kicked her out. And I think the main goal for mm-hmm. us today is just to have a conversation. The idea is whoever's listening to this is going to join in on our coffee conversation, getting to know you, getting to know me a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Most likely they're going to be our friends, maybe family if you send it yeah, to them. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, maybe before we get started, you can tell us a little bit about who is Arnold. Oh, man. Um, born in Hong Kong, and I moved to Canada at a very young age. So I grew, I grew up in Calgary, which not many people, actually surprisingly, some people know about it. Yeah. I think over time, but grew up in Calgary um, for pretty much all my life. And yeah. I just moved here 10 years ago. So I'm at a point now where Hong Kong's home, but Calgary also is like a special place. Yeah. Like there's so many things I still remember about Calgary. A big part of me is still like very Calgarian. So if if I'm talking to someone from Calgary, like instantly I'm like, okay, like, you know, yeah, we know it's like, okay, okay. you're definitely from there. Turn on the A's and like my words kind of twist a bit, but yeah. So 10 years ago you moved over to Hong Kong. Yeah. What was the reason? Um, for family, for work. So at that time, like, as you know, I was doing finance. So I, like, I definitely wanted to be in asia like hong kong for finance to me was like the like the center at that time and still is um and i never really thought about like new york london like for some reason i always wanted to come to hong kong yeah and back when i was living in calgary i would come back for quite a few winters some summers yeah and ever since i think like all my friends back in Calgary back then would go to like, you know, Mexico, Hawaii, or like Europe, like just cool places. Yeah. But I'd always come, keep coming back to Hong Kong because my family's here. Right. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think coming back so much, like I just love the city. I love the food, the skyline, the atmosphere. Yeah. And as time went on, I just really felt it, it started coming into more about like the, the opportunity and the amount of things you can do from Asia and the growth in Asia. So... It was a no-brainer for me. So initially, your work wasn't in fitness at all. No, like not was at there all. a passion that was there on the side? Like, what, where, where did fitness and all that come into play? And then how did that yeah. become sort of part of the journey that, that oh, is ongoing now for you? Fitness started because going back to Canada, right? Like in elementary, very few Asian kids. There was some like the the area that we grew up in in the suburbs, like had had a decent amount, but still overall back in like the early nineties, it, it was a bit less. So uh, like I connect with a lot of friends and make a lot of friends through sports. Right. So a lot of the popular white kids back in the day, like I, like I wouldn't be like picked first by any means, but like we would just hang out and I made a lot of friends playing sports. Right. And then uh, wanted to get into like hockey and soccer okay. at the time. Yeah. But my mom said no, because uh, hockey was too dangerous, apparently, yeah. and football, no, and well, football, soccer would make me short. So she made me play basketball. Oh, wow. That's how I make you grow. What? It's, I don't know. Where does this, I don't know. this stereotype Because they think from? you jump more, but there's like short basketball players, man. Like, and so, and then so I, I started playing a lot of basketball. Yeah. And then like, 
around junior high, there was the YMCA was like a popular spot. Okay. So I, I joined the YMCA with some friends. There was like these like teen nights on Friday. We started yeah. going and we started weight, lifting weights around like, I guess, 14, like grade seven, eight. Hang on. So yeah, you're allowed in the gyms at 14 years old. I was having a conversation with someone about this yeah. the other day yeah. and I was noticing that 14, 15, 16, like teenagers today. Yeah are way bigger oh man than what i remember to be when i was 14 15 16 yeah and one of the biggest reasons is gyms in hong kong did not allow you in if you were under 18 and in some places under 16 oh really guardian and now that's all changed now it's all like you have access to all this information there's a lot more education behind i guess health and fitness and wellness and all that yeah for sure well, social media had a huge part of that. Like, that's okay. a whole different topic. And that's actually kind of why a good segue. But, um, no, maybe, yeah, maybe it was 16 then. But I started, no, I started lifting, like, at least doing some push-ups and lifting weights around, I would say grade 8 then, grade okay. 9. But, yeah, maybe, like, legally it was 16. That doesn't ring a bell how you say that. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah. But, you know, you had to go to the Y and, like, you had to, like, do an orientation and get a shoe tag. They would just make you like, you have to go through all the machines and yeah. just know the rules and then you get the shoe tag. Okay. So I started lifting with a lot of friends like back then. Yeah. And that started to happen. Yeah. Right. And at the same time, I was always like, um, like pretty skinny, but I wasn't just skinny. Like I was near, like my bones are like small, like my frame is small and uh, shout out to my mom. She would say. She always like bugged me about my shoulders. Like, oh, you're, you're, you're so like skinny. Your shoulders are so narrow and all that. And then one day I was like, yo, like it's on. And <laughs> I, it was, that was, that was in the basement. This was grade eight for sure. I remember the t-shirt I was wearing. That's how specific that moment what was. What t-shirt were you wearing? It was a navy blue Club Monaco sport t-shirt. It had CMX in volt green. Wow. Yeah. So, and then after that day, I started working out like crazy. And then seriously, like that was my first run into lifting hard okay so that was actually a very significant moment that was i looked back and laughed like it's it wasn't funny at the time but but no i'm I'm very glad she made those comments right (laughs) okay so it's ongoing man yeah sounds like uh there's a trend in asian mom comments oh yeah man no people go crazy man they take that seriously yeah i bet you a lot of people are doing what they do because of their moms and dad's comments yeah Crazy. But I guess in that sense, like, so that became a positive mo- motivation for you? Very positive. Okay. Very positive. And then, and then after, when I started training a lot of my friends, like, no, sorry, I would train a lot too. And back then, like, you don't have, like, you know, YouTube or anything. Yeah. So you had to buy these flex magazines from Superstore. <laughs> so I would be in the magazine aisle, like, there'd be, like, flex and men's health. Yeah. And then there was an Arnold Schwarzenegger of one. Course. I think I still have it. He's, like doing like this like crazy bicep curl yeah. just with a barbell and I, I would at that time it would be mostly like bro science right like bro science like what just, is that just bros like you kind of just go through you know talking with other bros reading magazines right guessing testing like just bro science and yeah and you kind of i like that i've never heard of bro science, bro science. but i think that still that still exists oh yes yes bro science. Tons of bro, science. Of bro science there's bro science everywhere i still use some bro science i he doesn't leave you <laughs> yeah, yeah and then really once i started like training myself and starting seeing results like it had a really big impact on myself yeah but then when people kind of go oh let's train together and they would ask me questions i just felt this like crazy joy of 
telling someone, hey, look, th try this, this works. And then when I see them improve, and then I got this like feeling, I'm like, whoa, that's really cool. Like this person's actually improving just because of something that I was sharing with them. Right. That was like the spark of actually wanting to do something uh, in the fitness industry at that point in time, like it, around like junior high, high school. That oh, early. wow. That okay. early. So that, that was, I guess, like developed into somewhat of a passion. For sure. But you weren't necessarily considering it as a career or work at that point. I wanted to. Oh, interesting. I did. Okay. So I what were the conversations to. that you had to have with, I guess, like your parents or... or... It was short, man. Oh, really? It was short. It wasn't even a conversation. No, I, I wanted... I wanted no. No. <laughs> no. I, I was wanting to take kinesiology, actually. Okay. And it was a short no. Like, no. Okay. And then it kind of turned into a... Um, and then back when okay, when my dad was still here, we would have a lot of conversations about in the future how we can use fitness and education in Asia. This started roughly in high school, these conversations. Oh, wow. So he was thinking of, you know, I would just get an accounting degree, have like a business background while keeping like, you know, getting um, certified as a trainer, gaining knowledge and obviously working on my own health. At the same time, he was kind of doing a few other things on his own projects as well. And he was like translating and doing some English stuff too. So he wanted to do a kind of education fitness center in Hong Kong. Oh, wow. At some point in time. So we, we kind of had that playing. Yeah. But my mom, shout out again to my mom. She, she was kind of like, just kind of more like, yo, be real. Right. And, and just focus on getting a good education, working hard, corporate you know, make good money and you'll be comfortable. Like yeah. that's where the path she was taken. Yeah. Because um, I guess at that at our parents' generation, that's that was the norm. That was actually the pathway towards, I guess, somewhat sure. secure lifestyle. Yes. In, in the sense that, you know, you work hard, get a qualification, and that was your in. Yes. To be hired by an organization within your field, right? Yeah. But I guess now in the world that we're living in, it's it's so much more open to opportunity yes um as soon as like i think we were talking about maybe a couple months ago in terms yeah. of like just how much power the internet has opened up opportunities like even for me i don't think i would have a video production business yeah if i didn't have the internet yeah. like it just wouldn't be possible like i wouldn't be able to go out and just go like hey can i make videos for you or even just set up your own website so that people can actually come cool. and reach out and inquire like yeah. that just wasn't a possibility you know you weren't going to get like mail at the address that you lived in going like hey by the way can you do some uh, videos for yeah us? yeah <laughs> yeah no but like you and you would get a lot of business probably like online right i'm sure like all. people reach out like crazy i would say all right yeah I, and we say online that 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 falls into whatsapp being a thing yeah um just email yes and, and you know just having that opportunity to very quickly build a business yeah. that is sustainable yeah um which i think brought about also a lot of pros and cons right like yep. you, it, i guess for us it brought about less patient people mm -hmm. because we're so used to getting everything straight away and so as soon as we mm -hmm. try something like you know start a podcast in this example it, it takes us about a year to decide hey let's just go ahead and start yeah because we go into that whole inner mindset of well what's the point yeah. Right. Like, what do I gain from this? This is going to be like 
years down the line before anyone probably listens to this but yeah, maybe yeah, maybe yeah. to that one person who decides who knows, man. oh you know what i'm gonna listen to this conversation between shit and arnold that's crazy you might get something out of it you know you, but you were saying too like the fact that now you can just do things so fast yeah because when we were talking at dinner what like a couple weeks ago last week yeah you're like yo if we do this podcast i could just put it on in a week and yeah. it's like what like even your current the dates with Shannon Ree, the one I listened to. Yeah. If I if I didn't know, I would just would have thought it was just a professional podcast. You put on your photo, you got all your your. It's a cool photo. You have the description, and it just looks like so pro, and it sounds good. And I just wouldn't have known. So. And the crazy thing yeah. is that was done on a whim, just for fun because still in the middle of all the COVID, I guess restrictions yeah. that were a little bit more strict. Um, people weren't as comfortable maybe getting out the house and things like that. So yeah. we just looked for new ways to be creative. Um, and and Rhea had, had put up this sticker on her Instagram and just basically asked questions uh, that people had around relationships that yeah. maybe they specifically wanted to ask yeah. her. And a lot of the questions became questions related directly to me and her. So it's kind of like, okay, well, those questions are obviously from friends or yeah. people who know us. So... I just felt like if we recorded an answer, it would make a lot more sense in terms of giving a, an actual helpful answer to, to contextualize, I guess, all the questions versus mm -hmm. just kind of doing like a quick sticker response of like, yeah. you know, what are your thoughts on dating? Like, yeah, great. Yeah, like, great. <laughs> just like, Double tap heart. heart <laughs> thanks, moving yeah. on. And then that's the end. But yeah. it just goes to show that I think it's very natural for human beings to be curious yeah. about one another. And I think that was me, even with the podcast is just kind of like following that curiosity and then realizing, Oh, actually it's not as difficult to get started, mm -hmm. but getting yourself to the place to get started is actually mentally the hardest part. That is. So even, hard. even this episode today, we were talking again, as Arnold was saying with, with our, uh, the last time we caught up, we're like, what, what if we just sat down and had a conversation and made episode two happen? And it would be Arnold's first experience of a podcast. And Dude, that's crazy. My, my second episode. <laughs> but then I would just now like have that extra little bit more motivation to get oh, cool, the next man. one going and the next one going. Because I guess the vision yeah. at the end of the day, the, the reason why we call it Dates with Shin and Riri, the podcast is actually the, named after, I guess, a hashtag that had started way before when we were dating. Yeah, you had a lot of those, actually. And right? we only did that so that we can have an easy hashtag that Re and I could then link up to and then click on and whenever we all. wanted to see all our old photos. That's that was cool. the whole point of it. That's cool. But then I guess everyone else started jumping on. And when they had photos with us, they would also hashtag dates with Shinri, which was helpful because ah. it just meant that we can search the hashtag and all our photos would come up. Yeah. So that's also kind of trial and error in that sense back in a time when we didn't even understand hashtags. Yep. Right? Now at least we understand it, but now people are trying to gamify social media. Yeah. They're trying to gamify, I guess, how do I get eyes on this thing that I'm talking about? And I think for me, it's just like, I think that's a very normal challenge because you try and find certain metrics to then measure up against to then think, oh, am I doing well or not, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then I think for me, this just bringing, bringing it back to what we're doing now is just kind of like, actually, what if we just 
put our head down, yeah. had these conversations, and then invited more of our friends to have these conversations yeah. with regard to the things that their story and their interests kind of align with. And then it, I'm pretty sure other friends and other people who may or may not know us will get something out of it, right? See so, where it goes. See where it goes. Yeah. 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 Without like that extra motivation of just like, man, if I don't, if I don't get a thousand subscribers by the end of the month, it's a failure. I'm like, I'm but out. People get so caught up in that. Yeah. And they care, like, you know, I, it, you made a really good point that, that one dinner and I, and I was thinking about it where it's like, if you're creating content, right? Let's just say your, your personal brand is either on like IG, you know, LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube, whatever. Yeah. The thing you said about, you know, you're, you're just creating all this just to have a catalog of what you've done, your content as like a legacy to even show your kids or to show the future people who are going to watch it later. It's also similar to your, your hashtag idea where you can always look back at it later. It's if you don't get too caught up in like the likes and to get, get caught up into like, oh, well, people really listen or, or watch or like or whatever they do. Yeah you're just doing it for yourself. You're doing it for the people around you, people you care about, maybe yeah. the future people that are going to come after you. Yeah. It's a different perspective. So what you said, I mean, I, I, I sat on that for like a couple of weeks. And I can't take credit for that because uh, a good friend of mine, Sam, he, he's the one who had shared an idea of yeah. what if we made a video that was something that you would leave behind to your kids as they grew older yeah, that's cool. that they would understand when that's they cool. were older. And I'm like, that is fascinating because that can be applied to everything, right? Yeah, that changes the mindset. Because actually, I'm sure we've all made videos that were like, that even five years ago, I'm just like, what, what, what yeah. were we thinking? Why was Why my hair like that? Yeah. What is the point? Yeah. And, and again, that's not to then like, you know, poop on that or like yeah. make it kind of like, oh, retrospectively that's a bad decision but it, it does make you think it's like oh it, we do actually now have a power to leave meaningful messages yes and i guess a trail of kind of like this is who your parents were yeah or this is who your parents friends were back mm -hmm. in the day and this mm -hmm. is how we grew up and this yeah. is what you can learn from us and then this is what you just definitely should not copy yeah. this you know two of my godsons who i watched grow up I was telling uh, my wife, Andrea, that the amount of videos and photos they're going to see versus the amount of videos and photos that I have of myself back then, is just, it's just a whole different like, world. Yeah. They're going to see everything. Yeah. Like of how cool I was. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but no, we, we talk and we talk about that where, and now that they're getting a bit older, they're eight and six. Yeah. And so I, you know, we do some fitness videos together or like we shoot around. Yeah playing basketball that they got like a mini Tesla will drive around and they actually like to look at it again and Oh, show me this, show me that. And it's, right. it's just really cool. Um, I think that keeping a catalog or a record of all of this is like really special. Yeah. And even from a fitness point of view though, yeah. going back to that is yeah. when I get into ruts of, you know, falling off the wagon, whether it's, you know, motivation might slide or you're on a vacation and like you kind of you know fall off the wagon or, or whatever reason it is and, and you look back at a, at a photo you're like wow like you know not just aesthetically like i looked like that before that's actually possible and you, you remember how you felt at that time or what you were doing at that time and it gives you like this like special feeling and it can help propel you 
back into the future. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. That is that is super interesting because I guess in the past it would be more something like a song would trigger a memory yeah, yeah. or you know, maybe you watched a certain movie at a certain yes. difficult or meaningful period in your yes. life and it triggers all those memories. But now you actually can revisit and watch exactly what you used to do and then literally yeah. rewatch and rewatch. Yes. And, and I guess like it, yes. that, that also brings about the question of just kind of like what it is that you you deem is important to share. Yeah. And I guess learning how to filter because it's like, here's the thing that I, I, I hear quite often. It's like, mm. if you're sharing it on Instagram or on social media, mm. is it for you or is it for someone else? Mm. And that's like, it's a really challenging question because I, I can see the yeah. utility of being able to create content, even like you could argue us recording this podcast so that we can share it with others. Is it for us or is it for others? And there's this whole kind of conversation around what is the value that you're offering to someone who's listening to this? Mm -hmm. Or if it, in the case of an Instagram video, what is the value of recording like a workout video? Yeah. Or, you know, and I, I, again, I'll share from my perspective, when I see your videos, it just makes <laughs> me go, I'm going to do 10 push-ups. Right <laughs> Most of my videos are push-up videos. Gonna, yeah, <laughs> while you're hanging in yeah. the air like a flagpole. <laughs> oh, no, it's crazy. But yeah. I guess, do you, do you have a perspective yeah. when it comes to, and I guess we'll go back to also just your origin story and how you got here, but just while mm -hmm. we're on this, this subject matter, yeah. it's like, do you have a perspective when it comes to like posting and, and creating content and all that? Yeah, I, I do. I mean, I, I think ultimately the whole point, even a step back from Instagram, like why I'm even wanting to do this at all is really to really help people get fit. It, it's a very high level blanket statement, but, but just getting fit, right? Whether it's like physical, uh, mental, like it could just trickle all the way down your life, right? So that I always keep in mind. So helping people get fit because that's like I was sharing, like I actually got that first hit of joy when I was watching people improve on something I can help with. And so that's kind of the base. And at, while at the same time, just trying to be myself because you can get really caught up in social media. Like we, we shared before too, right? Like, in the fitness scene, there's tons of accounts with like really r glistening, yeah, shredded, yeah, shirtless people like me. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you for not taking off your shirt though, because otherwise I'm out of business. <laughs> but I'm in the stick category of those fitness influencers. <laughs> oh, I saw you. I saw you work out. You work out hard. You work out hard. Man. You work out hard. Yeah, you work out hard. It's, but, um, so I think, I think for a lot of things I post is like, if I, if I were to just keep competing with, with, you know, try to get more attention, it just never ends though. Yeah. So I just think to myself, look, like if people look at this or not, okay. But if it does whatever I post, if it actually helps someone, yeah, dude, that's, that's my win. Yeah. Right. And I had some funny comments when I restarted, when I rebooted my current account. Yeah. Um, I had some comments saying like, dude, 
people can't do what you're doing, like these flying push-ups and jumping, all this kind of stuff. Yeah, it, it's a combo because I, I wanted to. That wasn't just to purely be like, look what I can do. And yeah. also, in my opinion, like it just gets people like kind of whoa, what? That's okay. Get yeah. their attention a bit. Yeah. Start thinking about like, can I do that? Like, can I ever do that? And then they can start really trickling down. Yeah. And I also post some things that are a bit that are more like you know foundational and, and you can do it yeah so yeah i mean i'm 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 st- to be honest man i'm still posting whatever yeah I, i'm just seeing what people how do you decide do that? And how I, do you decide i guess like on a daily when you do post is it more is your mi- mindset more towards the consistency of sharing something or do you have do you kind of go on feeling on that I, right now man it's just so early still it's on feeling okay like i my, my wall is like pretty all over the place yeah but I think for stories, though, I yeah. do want to at least provide, you know, a short clip a day yeah. on some sort of workout, whether I'm doing it yeah. or someone I'm working out with is doing it. So just keep that going. Right. Yeah. Man, Rhea and I were talking about, because um, you know how, I guess, for, yeah. for her go-to workout video, she does like all the pop sugar fitness, yeah. and, like, all, like, the <laughs> yeah. group workout. And they're like always doing like hour long like insane like the whole group's like super fit it's like oh man like if you're not as fit as our, us you can follow you know karen over there she no does, they like, say the, that the regressed like okay, version okay. but we're like we were saying dude you should do a series where you just get your friends who are all like different levels of fitness like mostly super unfit compared to you do a workout and just let let the I guess like the chips drop when they drop. <laughs> so it's like five minutes in, it's like you're encouraging whoever's working out from home going like, okay, it's not just me. Yeah, that's yeah, dying. yeah. It's like, Bleh! yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, guys, like, like those mornings are like, <laughs> like five minutes in. You're happy valley where yeah. you're like getting us to sprint, like do these crazy, like yeah. quick fire drills. Survival of the fittest. Like, People oh start dropping off. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Dude, like if you just created a series in the midst of all that, and then just be like, just call it like, look, let's just call it what it is. Yeah. Let's work hard. Survival of Survival fitness. I don't know. <laughs> Darwin fitness. And then Dude, just... I think that would be so funny just to follow. That would get competitive. Right? Like you follow it along and you'll be like, yo, this is, yeah. yeah. These guys Ooh, aren't my... trying to be like amazing. It's like these guys have got like, fine, film me. This is how I do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> as raw as possible. That's pretty funny. I think it would just do like as a, it might start as a parody and yeah. it might end up being a series, you know? Yeah. Like, like kind of be like, oh, like, oh, I, I finally beat Karen today, you know, yeah. or whatever. Like, so-and-so. I'm, I'm doing these jump lunges now. Yeah. Crazy stuff. Yeah. That's we funny, should, man. We should try and plan that. We'll, we'll make... Yeah, we'll Dar- make, we'll Darwin make a, Fit. We'll make a day Darwin <laughs> Survival of the, the Fittest, man. Later. Yeah. It'd be fun. It would be fun. I just... I feel like you'd also be really good at leading... leading. I mean, because we had, we had a year when you and I first met where... Yep. It started with just like an invitation. You were just like, hey, oh, yeah. you know, um, your then girlfriend and you were saying like, oh, we want to kind of just get something going. Yeah, just then girlfriend, which is now wife. Which is yeah. now wife, exactly. <laughs> um, let's yeah, let's that. that. Yeah, no other girlfriend. Yeah, no other girl. Yeah. Um, and then it just weirdly took off because all, all we did was start. And I think I learned so much actually from that year because I definitely am not someone who decides to do extra early morning workouts. Like I won't wake up for anything other than surfing. Yeah. Yeah. That's your thing. And so when we would, you say, yo, we're going to meet at 645. Yes. Like every Wednesday. Yeah. 
And the fact that when we started doing it one by one, our friends would be like, yo, can we join you? Yep. Was just super fascinating. Yeah. I think, okay. Actually, that's when we first did it, you took me, Andrea, and uh, another friend, Eric, if you remember. Yes. And because I was training with him a lot. Yeah. And then you were, yeah, as we got kind of like closer, you're like, hey, why don't you come to like a football field to work out at, at the, the club? And then I was like, what are you, what, like, what is that? And that was actually a bucket list of mine. Like oh, that's what's wait. on my, that's the kind of stuff on my bucket list. Cause I would love back in the day watching like YouTube uh, clips of people like in a, in their own stadium or field. Wow. Cause they would have access to that. Like somewhere in the U S right. Like a yeah. huge like, football field. Yeah. And they would like lay out a, a speed ladder. Oh no. And way. they would do like drills and cones and sprints and plyo. Yeah. And then you fulfilled that. Oh, so awesome. I was like, I was like, man, like this is a bucket list. Yeah. It was like 645 in the morning. Um, sun was like rising. It was like a bit chilly out. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, this is it. Like, you know, and then like you said, we just started training. Yeah. And people just started coming. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. And I also got to be probably one of the fittest that I've been in that. Because yeah, I would also, hurt. that was my other thing, right? Because I would have football training the night before. Yes. And that's what made it even harder I guess at that time you had your arms fitness movement. Yeah, yeah. Is that how you would say it? Cause I that... guess so, yeah. V- V1, yeah, the arms fitness movement was the very first one. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> tell me a little bit about that. Because you said when you first came over, you weren't working in that industry. How did you make the jump the oh, first yeah. time? And then I guess what's the journey so far? So I moved here in 2012 purely for finance. I still had a good time like coming to Hong Kong and then... You know, that current job, I was just traveling to, like, all the mega cities within Asia. Just enjoying, like, wherever I was, like, the cultures, the hotels, the eating. It was, it was really good. But then as I was, like, working and working, I started thinking, like, you know, is this something I, I want to be doing forever? And I think what triggered that, if I can remember, I mean, I give my hats off to people that, that even though they don't enjoy their job, they'll still do it. Mm. But maybe what's built in me was a few things where I'm like, maybe I was built for something where I wanted to do my own thing at some point in time. Yeah. And so I started having that feeling. Uh, fitness was always a passion. So, yeah. you know, that what, what I used to do was pretty tough. But then I, as when I moved to Hong Kong and got things sorted, I started training again. So my, I kind of got back into that, that deep passion even more. Right. And then... For the third point, like we talked about, in 2012, Instagram was very early in Hong Kong. Yes. Very early. I don't think I even had it. Yeah. 2012, I didn't have it. You know, like, back friends back home, I I was a BlackBerry guy. I I never wanted an iPhone. Like, that's so embarrassing to even say. Yeah. Like, never want... I'm like, I need buttons. Resist it till the end. I know. Like, and and What is this no screen, like, no button thing? Yeah. And the WhatsApp was so messy. Yeah, I didn't even know what that was. Yeah, because BlackBerry, <laughs> BlackBerry was so organized. SMS, bro. <laughs> Dude, yeah, SMS as text well. Text me. Text. But don't text me if you're at a different carrier because that would charge you gotta me pay. extra. Yeah, man. People were like, just don't respond. Dude. No, but did you, did you get charged for receiving? Only I'm, if you sent. I'm pretty sure depending on the plan and Dude. I guess like the contract terms kept changing. I just remember when we were in school, like... It cost us to jump on the phone. It cost yeah, us yeah. to own a own a 
you know, like own a mobile phone and then try and jump on calls the air with, time, with the your air, friends and yes. your crushes and things like that, whatever it is. <laughs> the airtime packages and right. Yeah. They package it as if it's like such a great deal. And it's like your thousand minutes is up. <laughs> yeah. We're going to charge you $100 per extra minute. You're like, what? Yeah. I don't have that money. And then your parents start like, what is this bill? I'm sorry. Yeah, these huge phone bills and get yelled at. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, oh man. man. Yeah, sorry. So go no, back wait, to what you say about Instagram. <laughs> it's like my fault, my fault. No, no. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't yeah. popular. But then I noticed that a couple things were happening. Like fitness was growing in Hong Kong. Because I would come back during like winters and summers mm-hmm. And notably in high school, when I got like bigger, relatively in my head, in my mind, I was like pretty as big as I ever got. Yeah. And I came to Hong Kong and I went to California Fitness like one time. Yeah. And it was like so expensive. I'm like, who pays like, how much was it? Like almost 200 bucks drop in, which isn't that bad, but drop for Canadian in. standards. No, I think I paid like. California was like eight, 900 a month. For dro- no, for like a one time drop in fee it was like 250, no? I can't remember. But was, for, anyway, when I converted to Canadian, yeah. I was like, that's, that's like a month's membership. Right. So I went in there and I noticed that, you know, the, the people in the gym were like a bit behind or even on the streets, like no one was really like fit, right? Yeah. Or like, I guess like lifted weights, I should say, yeah. right? And and I'm like, well, there's something happening here. Like I think not fitness is going to grow yeah. in Asia, but also like I think social media is just the beginning and it's going to be, you know big a big part yeah so i had to get over the hump one time i just took a photo and i'm like you know what i'm just gonna post it and yeah. make it public it was the weirdest thing ever your first your first fitness photo yeah ever and yeah. i i it was just weird but once you kind of post it you lose all shame and i just keep posting a bunch of stuff <laughs> i'm like you know what <laughs> just keep posting yes, it they love it. looking just do it <laughs> and then and then i and then same thing with you i i wanted to just try a hashtag i was learning what even a hashtag was so it was it was hk fitness so i I did hk fitness and when i clicked back on the tag to see hey who's tagging it i think it was like i I don't even remember it wasn't that many yeah in the hundreds yeah i mean you click on it now i I don't know it's probably like like millions lots right so that's when i thought to myself like you know if there's any time to do it though yeah it's probably now yeah so i just took the leap and i did it Right. Arms Fitness Movement was the name of the initial platform, AFM. Yeah. And I was just like, you know, at that time, I think I was just, as I was sharing with you, just super excited. Like, imagine working in corporate, coming right out of school, and then finally being let free. Like, there was just so much. I had just way too much excitement. So I was doing AFM. Yeah. Doing, like, free sessions and, like, inadvertently building, like, a, a cool community of people who I'm still friends with to this day. Yeah. Um, you're basically like the original Hong Kong fitness uh, I don't know, no, like no. In, in that crew right because like those guys like there's some in that that I guess that had started in a similar time and just carried on yeah they kept going yeah, yeah. like definitely I would say not the like I was one of the OGs but I wasn't by no means like you know the first but yeah. one thing for sure is when I worked out at Tamar Park yes you know that the the outdoor space the outdoor space yeah. like the waterfront space yeah. and like now you like I took photos there and did training and I had a friend that took amazing photos for me and he was just like doing it just straight up yeah. for free for fun. Yeah. Now when you go to Tamar Park, it's just covered with fitness things. So it's just it's just cool to see that though. Yeah. That and now you'll if you look online, people are, you know, also posting in that area. Yeah. 
it's just it was just it was inevitable yeah. it was going to happen it's just a, a great space and yeah. people got to use it yeah and i think more spaces in hong kong need to be utilized for for fitness yeah that's great so you actually can see just how much has evolved yeah. since 2012 yeah with this outdoor fitness movement things like that that's right and i remember you sharing also mm -hmm. like you have such a passion for just like education towards like the youth as well so you would go into schools and yeah like yeah underprivileged environments yeah. where where you would host sessions and things yeah. like that yeah that's right for them and and you just love that i remember um but i i remember there's also is kind of there's an overlap between like your startup business yeah yeah time. Well, i think like it really, okay, it all started when, um, for AFM, yeah. for the fitness platform, I wanted just to make t-shirts. Oh, interesting. Okay. That's as, as straight up as that. And yeah. a friend of mine at the time had a factory. Right. And then even before creating the, the Uncover, the men's subscription uh, platform, yeah. we were already creating apparel for startups. Right. So we were doing that first and it went pretty well. Yeah. And this is going back to just my excitement was I was, you know, doing AFM, but then this, this apparel thing came up yeah, and then it evolved into like an uncover situation and then it just got diluted like pretty crazily. Right. Yeah. You started getting a lot more things on your plate. Yeah. Um, and then I guess for you, it was just like as awesome as that season was, then COVID hit. Yeah. Well... I, right before that though, near the end of my, my, I guess my stint number one. Yes. Uh, Andrew and I got married. Oh, of course. Yes. Of yes. Course. Yes. So when we got married, cause we were working on that together. Yes. Me, Andrea and the partner. Yeah. And so once we got married, you know, we just thought, okay, like what's the next phase? Cause the company was growing, just not where we wanted to be. Yeah. And so, and plus working together was was quite a challenge at times yeah. that's a whole different conversation and next episode two <laughs> yeah episode three, two, three four, four five, five to be continued season two Ongoing. season three so um so we just decided look like let's just let's just um kind of reset yeah see what's going on newlyweds yeah. let's let's go yeah and so she went off to join um you know a uh her own a, a, a startup yeah and i went actually i went back to corporate right and then COVID hit Ah, okay. So, yes. so what were some of the challenges, I guess, that came out of that place? And then how did you then have to adjust mindsets and, and lifestyle in that way? Oh, back to corporate? Yeah, just yeah. like that season, right? Because I think now yeah. we're recording this January, like beginning of January 2022. Yeah. And it's still, realistically, it's only been like Dude, it's been two and a bit years since. Yeah. It feels like a lifetime has happened since. Yeah but that was a crazy time yeah, yeah. Like, no it was good i think you know when i when i look back at that experience I, the one word that pops up in my head is it's just it's a blessing mm. right like extremely grateful for that opportunity at that specific time as well yeah so i mean timing is just so it's everything yeah so super blessed um, and grateful for that because it was just the provision that allowed us to you know, continue to build on our household, on our early marriage yeah. up until now. Yeah. And even, you know, the people that I was working with and met at that time. Yeah. I mean, amazing to meet them. I'm still in touch with uh, quite a few of them. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's the same thing. It's just a different, different reason and a different season. 
Yeah. It's, it's that time again where, you know, <laughs> I joke about it, but I, after going into corporate and leaving again, yeah, I, I now know I'm I, you're not going back to corporate. You know I mean, it's like you needed to go back just to just to make sure, just to make sure. And I'm like, yeah, no, that's why I left. The, yeah, that's why this you know. Like and I'm like, core motivation exactly. Yeah. One a.m. and I'm like on Excel. That's why. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So now that you're you're fully back in this space, yeah. I'd love to talk to you about maybe some of your thoughts when it comes to training mm -hmm. and a little bit about what it means to take care of your mental well-being and maybe a bit of eating as well. Cause also I, just I, basically fitness and health, wellness yeah, yeah, in general. Yeah, just kind of like what are your yeah. sort of like core mm. principles that you try and share with people? Like yeah. say if someone yeah. is like a total... Can I say noob? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sure, man. Fitness, yeah, like yeah. Like you, you don't, you don't really consider these things, or I think most people feel like health and well-being is important. Exercise yep. is important. Yep. But what do you do with that? Very important, man. Yeah. Fitness, for me, like you said, it is, it is physical and mental. It always has been, but, but I think mental health has has been like forefront in the in the recent times. But health, it's both. You yeah. need both. And, you know, during, and it's important to say that because during all that path I told you, whether yeah. it was through my corporate days to my entrepreneurial struggles to like, it's back to corporate struggles and all that. Yeah. Fitness actually has always been that constant. Right. I mean, yes, there's times where I like kind of stopped working out for a bit, but fitness was always playing in the background. Like yeah. it's the foundation for me. Yeah. And it's where I get, you know, it's, it stabilizes me. It it gets my mind right, but at the same time, it brings a lot of ideas to my head. So yeah. that's just the importance for me at a high level. Yeah. But for anyone that, anyone I talk to and currently work with, yeah. the key thing is um, setting up the foundation. What like, does that mean? For example, like building a house, mm. right? You're, gonna, you're not going to build it on quicksand, right? You're going to mm. build it on, on, a, on a rock, a solid, solid foundation that you just can't break yeah because if you if you get caught up in all this um fads and and you're doing fitness for the wrong reason that's quicksand like real quicksand yeah you're gonna get buried yeah and it's not gonna last right so the main things are um just the basics the low-hanging fruit yeah so even by changing a few of these things like the people that i've been training with just like dropped a lot of weight so that's really as simple as eight hours of sleep I know that's hard to get, right? I'm, that's the target. Yeah. Eight hours of sleep, um, eight glasses of water a day, mm. a balanced diet. And we can get into that, but that's like a loaded comment, a balanced yes. diet. And then those are the main parts. And then you got to supplement a little bit of, you know, get your heart pumping. So cardiovascular yeah. and muscle resistance. If you can kind of combine weights. all that weights yeah. or even starting with body is fine. Yeah. But the key is even really before training, yeah. sleep, water, nutrition. Interesting. If you can make those adjustments first, those are the low-hanging fruits. You'll start seeing even results quick and you'll start feeling better. And then all these life decisions will actually cascade. Yeah. It, it, it's weird like that, but yeah. it, it always works Yeah. until you just got to do it. So prioritizing those three things yes. before even trying to go into like a crazy exercise program Don't, or things exactly. like that. Okay. Exactly. Like you can get bombed these days with like, okay, like even to the extent of like fitness 
clothes, apps, workout styles. Yeah. What gym should I go to? Yeah. Uh, how long? How many days? Oh, like what muscles do I combine? Like you know, that that's the wrong stuff for now. Like you yeah. should, you gotta go back to like, why am I not getting enough sleep? How can I get enough sleep? Because if you sleep Start well, there. you burn a lot of fat when you're sleeping, and your body's healing. You, uh-huh. you gotta sleep. Our body's majority water, right? So you gotta hydrate. Yeah. You move the nutrients. Gotta hydrate hard. Yeah. And then you gotta eat well. Yeah. Because I know it's cliche, but you can't outtrain a bad diet. You can't outtrain a bad diet. A bad diet. Like, I eat a lot of cake. I love desserts. Mm. And I know that just by, you know, training hard might not necessarily do it. So I got to limit what I'm eating too. Yeah. And I, I've got to keep training. So right. I, I don't take that for granted. So anyway, those are the main things first. Yeah. And then you get into training. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's dive in a little bit on a balanced diet. Like, yeah. I think we hear that very, very often. Yeah. And a lot of people have maybe very mixed ideas on what yes. a balanced diet is yes can you maybe share from the perspective of someone who's just like has no idea what is something that i should just like on a very practical level be considering for yes. my breakfast lunch and dinner yeah to have a balanced diet yeah that's a really good question like i the first thought is you need to eat enough mm. as a balanced diet because when I ask people, like, how's your diet, right? And diet not being like like any fad diet, like just the term diet. Like, how are you eating? Just tell me on a daily basis. You know, they're either they're trying to lose weight or gain weight. They're like, but I can't. I'm like, What's, what are you eating? How are you eating? Let's mm. just say if you're trying to lose weight, like, tell me your diet. And they go, yeah, but I eat really clean. Mm. That's like probably 90% of the, the feedback I get. They say, I eat really clean. And then right away, I'm like, okay. Like clean doesn't mean anything right. at the moment because, well, it's great that you're not eating chips and ice cream and whatever, but yeah. clean itself doesn't say much because it, it, you're under eating, I guarantee you. Right. Because they go, well, I don't, I don't eat carbs, right? And I just, I eat like a lot of um, veggie and I eat like, you know, meat with no skin, like that, which is good, but that's clean Yeah. because they think carbs are bad. Yeah. But a balanced diet is actually picture a pie. Yeah. You need to eat the amount of calories that's good for you. Right? So you have a resting caloric uh, intake daily, so mm. do I, and it's very different. Right? All of us is different. Mm. So once you have that pie of how much you have to eat, there's three colors of the pie, which are macronutrients, there's protein, yeah. carbs, fat. That's it. And the micronutrients are like your your minerals and you know that sort of stuff, right? But yeah. vitamins and minerals. So yeah. when it comes to a balanced diet, there's a proportion, just picture that pie yeah. of say, you know, 30, 40, 40. Right. Meaning just for example, 30 grams of um, fat, 40 grams of oh, no, sorry, forty percent of um, Protein, yeah. Forty percent of carbs, yeah. Thirty percent of fat, yeah. As just like very basic, yeah. So you need to be eating that first, okay. Okay, that's a balanced diet, right? First, before if you and if you want to lose weight, there's two things you can do. You can either drop your caloric intake, yeah. I say five hundred calories a day, yeah. Right, which is if you times that by seven days a week, that's three thousand five hundred calories burnt. That's roughly a pound gone. Roughly, 
Okay. That's like that's bro science, right? Yeah. But it's not linear. It's it's very it's not a linear graph. But and then not only do you decrease what you're eating, you just change up the components of that the pie chart. Mm. But you still need carbs to burn fat. Mm. But you need protein to repair muscles, and you need fats to balance your hormones. So no matter what, you need to always have fats, proteins, and carbs. Always at, at some percentage within your pie chart, depending Absolutely. on how you're built. How you're built and yep. what your goals are and where you are. Right. So one one common like I guess visual I always use with people is picture like a furnace, right? Okay. You want to be like a perpetual fat burning machine. You want to be a furnace. Okay. If you're if you're sleeping, okay. Again, the table stakes. Yes. Sleep, water. Okay. If you're if you if you got that on lock. Yeah. And let's just say you're training three times a week, and you're eating your right amount of calories. Yeah. What's going to happen is your fu- your, the furnace, the, the fire in the furnace is going to be burning nice, right? And you want that. Yeah. So you're in this groove. You're not gaining weight. You're not losing weight. You're yeah. just in this beautiful spot. Yeah. You're training well. You're feeling good. Everything is working. So that's when you see these like fit and lean people and then you start going like, oh, that's not fair. He's like genetically gifted or he's born like that. Well, also they work hard. Yeah. You know how hard it is to like... Like one hour in the gym, you got 23 hours outside of the gym. Like yeah. that person probably works really hard. Yeah. Like of course there's people that are like naturally six pack, but a lot of people have to work hard. Yeah. To the point that they got their furnace fl- flaming, Yeah. they can like eat a pizza, eat a cake, eat a donut. Right. It's like throwing a sheet of paper in that fire, it'll like disintegrate. Right. Right. But the problem is people that want to lose weight quick, they look to fad diets by just cutting out carbs. And this is where the clean thing comes when I hear clean. It doesn't, doesn't actually make sense at that point. No, it doesn't. Right. Because, look, if you want to lose weight, just cut carbs. I hear like, that a lot. Plain and simple. Yeah. Oh, man, you can shed. Like, So a lot of fad diets will cut your carbs so hard yeah. that you're going to just like burn fat like crazy. Right. Right. Which is good. Like you step on the scale like, wow, like I'm losing so much weight. But the problem is your metabolic rate slows or your metabolism slows right. because you need carbs as energy to burn the fire in the furnace. So it's almost like your furnace is like becomes embers. low. Okay. Just so it's embers. Kind of, oh, interesting. Right? So you throw in more stuff, it just doesn't burn. Right? Interesting. So what happens is like if someone's losing weight like crazy, they're feeling good. Wow, I cut carbs. It works. It works. Yeah. But the problem is they lose like 15, 20 pounds their furnace becomes embers, the fire stops, right? What happens is they'll either go get really frustrated. This is where mental health kicks in. Yes. They go, oh man, like I need to eat less now. Like how much cleaner can I have? I got to eat less or I have to train more. Right. I got to run more because I got to burn more fat, but you're, you're crashing your metabolism even more at that point. Wow. Because you're using too much energy and you're eating worse. You're digging yourself into a deeper hole. Yeah. And that's when typically when I have conversations with people and I'm like, that's probably what's happening if you're not, if you're, so some guy, Alan, who I recently worked out with, we just figured out, okay, like a great guy, not some guy, great guy. Sorry. (laughs) Amazing guy. Um, Crazy hard worker. Yeah. He's crazy. I saw. Man. And so all we did was we figured out his maintenance calories yeah right and you can get maintenance calories is kind of just like what you burn when you're not uh, just to just to keep what you're at 100 percent, right but and and there's apps you can download just go on a website this is not like 
you know, yeah. unattainable yeah. age, weight, height, and um, how much you expend your workouts a week. Okay. And then it comes out with uh, like Shin's, um, um, you know, daily expenditure, Arnold's daily expenditure. Right. And then once we figure out your expenditure, right, well, let's use Alan as an example. Yeah. I actually had him not, I didn't really care what, where he was at in his diet. I just wanted him to come back to this center. Right. I want you to eat this because we know based on all your stats, like just, just hang out here. Yeah. Right. So I remember like he started eating more yeah. and in the, like it was crazy. Like he's a big dude. He's a big guy too. He's yeah. like six feet. Like he started at, at like, what was it? 208. Yeah. He had a lot of weight to lose, but I think he lost like five, seven pounds, like in the first week or two, just because things were just calibrating i remember him saying also he was surprised that he was actually eating more that's right because he was he yeah. told me he was eating clean and when i yeah but he's got to eat that pie once he ate that pie and it's it's like it's weird it's very counterintuitive but yeah. i told him just stick with it and yeah. he was all good he's like yeah i'm, I'm just gonna do like, it yes i get to eat more i get Sweet. to eat more yeah right and he's like i'll just do it and yes there were times where like you know weight stalled up and down up and down but we just slowly tapered off yeah into the right amount that he should be eating. And yeah. that's when he dropped down. He lost like in three months, he lost 17 pounds. Yeah. But he looks full. Yeah. Like, I mean, like muscle wise, he looks full. Yeah. And all of the exercises, he was lifting more than he ever has. And I know he has even more to do. Yes. So after that, um, the three month program, I said, keep everything the same as you're doing. Yeah. Just keep at it. And until right now his body is a furnace so if he wants to like for some reason build a lot of muscle he's got to flick the switch eat a little bit more he'll gain weight or if he wants to like cut again beach season's coming he mm -hmm. can like just make that adjustment and he'll cut man so that got visual him. of the furnace is is very very helpful actually yeah. i think it's i've key. never really had anyone explain it yeah. in the way that you just explained it so next time someone tells you, oh, I eat really clean, you're going to get, you're just going to get. What's in your yeah, pie, exactly. bro? Exactly. <laughs> you'd be like, what does that even mean? Yeah. Yeah. You're under eating. Because no. it always sounds good, right? Like when someone says, hey, I'm eating clean. I'm not eating trashy food. Yeah. And I, I think I'm definitely guilty of that as well. But I also, I also don't think I care enough yeah. about what I'm eating because I don't feel the effects yet. But I think as you get older, you will feel it. And it's sure. just like, I think, you know, with injuries and things like that, that yeah. happen depending on the sport that you play. And sometimes it's just getting out of bed. You go, okay, you might just need to start thinking of these little adjustments, yeah. starting from sleep, drinking water, eating that balanced diet, as you, you put it, you know. And even for me, having this conversation with you now makes me go, right, I don't know when our football season is going to kick back in to yeah. normal you know, and it might just mean that I got to get these things right if I'm going to continue being physically right fit and well, right? Yeah. Well, well, even for you, like you came off of a pretty intense injury, right? Like what yeah. was your process like rehabilitating and, and how did, I guess, even sleep, water and nutrition like fit in in that I mean, recovery process? Because for me, it was the second time I had torn my ACL and unlike you, I had never been in the gym. Okay. Like I'd never really, you know... I know you probably can't tell, but, uh, <laughs> shredded, shredded. Jack. Um, yeah. yeah. Cause I, I think I'm more kind of under the mentality of, I already train with my team and play a game twice a week. Yeah. 
um, and then I might run. I, I think more so recently, but I, I hate running. Like, I just find it really boring. Right. Um, I'll run with a purpose, but running just for, just fun? for fun is not, I'm not quite there yet. Yeah. Um, but I'm embracing it, right? Um, so your question is like, how did I get to a place of recovery? Yeah, yeah. And my, my process, I didn't have one. Like, mm. the first time I started realizing the importance of training towards goals yeah. was actually through even the hospital rehab. And again, I, I did my surgery in a public hospital, which was great because it was just super cheap. Um, but they only rehab you to a level in which that they deem acceptable because their mm. goal is just to get you back walking, oh, yeah, yeah. not back to playing competitive just sport. Just get you in and out. Yeah. And again, they're dealing with like, it's actually fascinating to me that yeah. ACL is such a common injury. Like I would go into the re rehab room and it's just like, you all tore me? <laughs> like it was, it's it crazy, was unbelievable. Man. Wow. And you know, I'd have conversations with some, like I made some yep. friends during the rehab time cause we'd go in and you know, you'd, you'd see each other week after yeah. week and you're doing like the same exercises. Um, but they never spoke about food. <laughs> they never talked to me about what I should be eating. They yeah. never even mentioned Kind of, they just like, hey, do these rehab exercises yeah. and then see you next week. Even when it comes to training and even now as I, yeah. I play competitive sport, I don't think I'm at the level where I consider it or give it enough respect Got it. in order for me to then see real benefits, right? Got and it, and it. I guess for me, just I'm, I'm inspired by having this conversation because it's like, oh, wow. If you're saying I can start with the sleep and the yep. drinking water. Yep. And then just reviewing what I'm eating to fill those three areas of a pie chart. Yep. Suddenly I have something to work with. I'm not thinking about eating clean, like, oh, I can cut McDonald's. Wait, oh, I don't eat pizza. And it's yeah. just like, and then suddenly, like you said, the mental stress of like, oh, I'm not allowed to eat this. I can't yeah, eat no. that. And now there's no joy in life because I can't eat anything that I thought I could eat. Yep. You know, and that's like the worst place to be, right? So I definitely was way less aware and educated in the importance of what you're eating side of training yes it's more just like oh just do do some training get motivated if yeah. you struggle to 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 train if you can't get to the gym start with 10 push-ups a day like yeah. i'm very much under that mindset so if i feel like right. oh kind of groggy and yeah. and i don't feel very fit or I haven't been exercising as yep. often as I feel like I should be. And like I said, if I see an Arnold video pop up, <laughs> 10 push-ups, even if I'm just editing in the middle of the day, 10 push-ups. I'm going to keep posting it then. 20 man. squats. Like, let's go. Like, yeah. if I can get my brain into a mentality of like, hey, 10 better than zero. Yeah. Then I feel like at least I'm doing that yep. than beating myself up for not doing yes. anything. Because I think it's way too easy to get to that place of just being like, ah, oh, man. Ah, uh, the gyms are closed. <laughs> Dude, it's very, it's very, and it, I was thinking of, of, of thinking of like, you know, uh, a separate piece or whatever of content of like how to not even avoid the rut, but how to get out of one. Right. Because I had that conversation with my cousin just actually this weekend because mm. she's like, you know, busy, like building her business, two kids, like all this stuff going on. And, yeah. you know, she was pretty into doing like home workouts and like we had a short conversation about it. Like all I said was, you know, just do go back to something that you just love doing real quick. Like an exercise. I mean, yeah. 
or anything. Yeah. Like the easy stuff. Don't dread over like making it overly complicated. Like, oh, um, where or like what am I going to wear or like what workout am I going to do or what music am I going to listen to? Like for me, I'll just, you know, go and hammer it out. Yeah. I think when you really, and just like anything, right? When you really don't want to do it and you just do it, like better things happen when, versus if you want to go and do it. Yeah. That makes sense, right? Yeah. Like just doing it when you really don't want to. Yeah. But getting, and getting out of that rut though, I, I truly think it's okay. If, if doing like push-ups, bicep curl, your favorite exercise is, is it, just go and do that. Just, just hit it up. Get the swell on. Yeah. Get the sweat going, and you, and then and then things will cascade again. Yeah, because yeah. it's almost starting then again. It's just starting it's again. That momentum. Yes. To then do the next thing. Yes. Like yeah. I'll let you let you in on something. Like when I was recently at my most unfit, and I was back in corporate. Like I never do arms. Like you people, never do arms. Well, back in the day, people think like my arms are unproportional. Like I don't have big arms, but they're unproportionally big to my body. Right? Just, sometimes I'm looking at my side view. I'm like, this looks ridiculous. But you're yeah. looking at your side view. I'm, I'm like, view, I'm like, like man, yeah, that's that's big, bro. Either that's that big. or just do some calves. Like it's something. It's the worst. But but then it's the reason like why it. my, my my that's why I do. I try to do legs twice a week now. But the reason why my arms grow the fastest is because when I was in junior high, high school, that's all you would do. Like the bro lifts, push-ups, and arm curls, like everything you can see. Right. So to the point that even to this day, when I would come out of a rut and I would even do like push, um, you know, bench press or like pull-ups, lat pulls, like instantly, like my arms just get puffed real quick because it's just like the memory that I've had over the years. Oh, interesting. It's weird. So and there's I, a muscle memory that's inbuilt to like, hey, yeah, I just did it. You've so done much. that before. You probably need this to tons, be stronger tons. and bigger, and then your body re- responds. To yes, it. interesting. But then what I did was to get me out of the rut was like I, I wasn't in like a gym mood. Yeah, and I'm like, you look, you know, I don't do arm. I don't have arm days anymore for a long time. But I'm like, it's hard right now. I'm just gonna do some arms, and I seriously got like a little pump on. I'm like, okay. And then that kind of snowballed yeah. back again, man. It's weird. These little like little tricks that work. I mean, everyone's different. So pick your favorite muscle. Yeah. Just make it as barrierless as possible and just go do it. As barrierless as possible. Barrierless. Okay. Just go and yeah. do it somewhere where you're familiar with or comfortable and just hammer something out Yeah. and just see where it takes you. Right. Don't yeah. let like the, the counter arguments in your head of why not yeah. to do it yeah. kind of start kicking just in. Just do it. Just do it interesting okay well i mean again i want to respect your time so oh man we'll start. We, we always go on this. crazy I tangents man. Yeah, yeah, yeah i love this oh, um man. i think just to to kind of close yeah um there are a couple other things that i wanted to go through with you yeah. but but maybe just if you can speak into your thoughts on how COVID has affected your industry and even just like fitness and and health in terms of i guess for us who want to stay hit, fit and healthy, what are sort of the challenges that you see that need to be overcome? Yeah. Um, and what are maybe some things that could help? That's a lot. I mean, it's it's been two years. And I mean, I think, you know, being in Hong Kong is one thing, but I think a lot of the rest of the world has, has almost gotten over it, right? I think. But what I think what COVID has done for sure is I think people have prioritized health a lot more than ever. Mm. Um, like even from like a business standpoint, I think there's a lot of these like startup companies that do like health and wellness and fitness related things. Yeah. 
But I think as people going through this global pandemic, I think that people prioritize health now. Yeah. And they realize that taking care of yourself is actually very important. And a lot of things that used to matter or things that were built or things that were like generating cash flow all of a sudden stops out of your control. Yeah. But your health is actually in your control. A lot of things can come from that. So I think that mindset has shifted. And then you combine that with the fact that everyone's at home is that fitness is digital now, like a lot mm. more than before. And home workouts, um, Peloton, for example, or you have these um, a lot of fitness celebrities and athletes investing in these like wall-mounted workouts and things like that. Right. Um, workout apps is everywhere. Um, so I think digital fitness is definitely here to stay. Yeah. It's changed the game for a lot of people. And I think that gyms have adapted. Yeah. And if you haven't, then think about it. But I still think that fitness is really enjoyed in person. Mm. So there's always that element that you that you got to keep going, but a, lo- a lot of it's online. Are there any examples of people that you feel like have adapted really well? Like people are, or companies? People, within, com- people, companies within the industry, and also maybe people that you know who aren't trainers, but have continued on with their health and wellness journey in that yeah. regard. Well, a lot of people, like you go into someone's home now, and Hong Kong is limited space, right? Mm. But you, you go into someone's home now, like you, you'll probably see exercise equipment. Yeah. Like a lot of people I know now have a little thing built in, right? Yeah. Or if they have the luxury, they might like have like a decent home gym situation. Yeah. So people have been, I think everyone that I know has been making that, making that shift. Yeah. And, and you have um, some gyms here, actually a lot of the smaller boutique gyms that are offering like a, an online element too. Yeah. So they can have their clients walk, tune in from home. Yeah. But it's different though, because Hong Kong is small. Right. So when you come into your own place, you might not have space to work out, but you just got to find that little, little space. I think a lot of people have made it, done a good job doing that. Yeah. I guess now guys like you would start creating more content around opportunities for people to then have more yeah. fun doing work. Like a lot of online home workout channels have come about. Yeah. Right. Ever since the two years. And I, there's just so much there. And it, we'll see where I, we'll see where I go from that aspect. I mean, I, I like, you know, playing clips on Instagram for now, seeing what the feedback is. I might do something a little longer form. Yeah. But we'll see. I think there's there's always something um, to do, and whether it, but like you said, whether it's video. Yeah. Or if audio affects people, or even like text based help helps people. Yeah. Then then I'm all for it. Right. Yeah. Is there Anything that you're kind of hoping for in the year ahead or dreaming up in the year ahead, whether it's professionally, personally, that yeah. you want to share? I, I do hope that everything just opens up yeah. soon. I think that's everybody. Like I'm not, yeah, it's been, it's been a long and fast two years, but like I'm still, I still feel very grateful for blessed with and what I have mm. and being able to do what I do every day in our current situation. Like I'm, I'm, more than content yeah but i do think that opening up would be very nice yeah so you can just you know just enjoy life again i think what i'm looking forward to is what when things open again not taking for granted what was taken away yeah and 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 building stuff upon that right continuing to help people in that new journey new style whatever it is yeah i don't know exactly like we've talked about many times like 
how will I implement health and wellness and fitness with across all channels? Yeah. Or even different worlds like, you know, Web3 or crazy stuff like that. Yeah. That's totally different. But I don't know what it is, but I think as long as I, you know, stick with the fact that, okay, grateful now, happy with what I'm doing. Um, it's helping people, hopefully. Uh, and then things will get better. Yeah. And if you can ride that wave of things getting better yeah. and everyone kind of going, moving in the same direction altogether, I think that that's what I'm looking forward to. That's awesome, bro. Yeah, man. <laughs> wow. Dude, I've really enjoyed this conversation. Same. Um, we have a lot more to talk about. Yeah, we definitely do. But this is I crazy. think this is a great place to kind of end it. If okay. anyone um, maybe wants to work with you at any point or have, have questions or just reach out to, to connect with you, where's the best place to find you? Yeah, man. I think right now, just keep it simple on Instagram. Okay. So, uh, Arns Fit. Um, and just message me. How do you spell that? A R N Z. Z. Yeah. Z. Yeah. Z. Z. Uh, F I F I T. Same word. One word. Nice. Um, just hit me up and yeah, we'll go from there. Awesome. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, brother. Good stuff. Yeah, man.